Hey, business building warrior, it's your buddy, Jim. We've got a guest on today's episode who's actually built a fairly significant private label brand in the health niche. Now that's an unusual topic for this show. You don't have to look very far to find other shows who only talk about private label and building your own brand. And there's a lot of great information out there on that topic. But there's also a whole lot of very toxic, dangerous misinformation on that topic. And a whole lot of people, I estimate about 90% of the people who pursue that model, who are losing their shirts. Or as one recent guest, Chris Beam on this show said, she calls the private label model the pants loss model. You're going to lose your pants. You're going to get wiped out. If you jump on YouTube and say, teach me how to sell on Amazon, you're going to get inundated with private label, advertising, experts, gurus, courses, you're going to be 10, 20, 30, $50,000 in the hole before you realize six to nine months from now that you made a tragic mistake. It's happening to thousands and thousands of people. That's why this show, typically we don't talk about private label because we don't want to create the misconception that anybody can jump out and start their own label. That's not how the world works. What we teach instead is start small, grow small. We dive into that a little bit in today's episode. Once you have the momentum, then you get into private label. I'll repeat that with our guest today. Once he comes on and introduces the private label topic, I'll go through it with a little more in depth. But this is still an episode, if you're new, that you should listen to because this paints a very good picture of the reality of what lies ahead once you have some success with the easier models. Once you can turn $5 into $20 and do it on repeat, do it on autopilot, build a system, you're ready to step up the ladder and build some of these bigger, more robust, potentially bigger payoff models. But there's no need to take big risks as you do it. That's what I enjoyed about our guest today. Mr. Cable McElderry is his name. He's from Canada. He only sells in Canada. But as you know, Amazon is a truly global opportunity. We have students all over the world selling in some cases in their own country and in other cases, like our friend Joseph in Slovakia, well, he sells only in the United States without ever seeing or touching his product. So where you live doesn't really matter. This is a global opportunity. But I did want to point out that our guest today is from Canada and he's got an incredible family. They've been able to stay home, build a great business. Uh, they're doing sales of forty dollars to $50,000 a month at about a 20% margin he shares with us today. That's the business that they've built, and they're looking to expand off of Amazon as well. It's just a very entertaining, informative conversation with another real person. He has some great things to share as well about this community and specifically our coaching program. So I enjoyed that part personally. I always like hearing that feedback. So one last thing before we jump into this episode today and introduce our guest. If you listen to this program and you're thinking to yourself, hey, I could probably be a guest. I mean, I've got a story. These guys have helped me grow my business. I would love to hear your story. Please send me an email, my personal email address, jimcockrum at gmail, or go to silentgym.com and you can contact our team there as well. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to be a guest, we want to talk to you about that. All right. So with no other notes, or announcements to jump into. We're all set to go. Let's introduce Mr. Cable McElderry. So Cable, welcome to the program. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Jim. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, it's great to have you here, buddy. I'm looking forward to getting into your story. I've read a little bit about you, but uh, let's dive in. Yeah. So what is there to know? Well, I guess um, for me, this whole products business and e-commerce thing still feels uh, really brand new. It's only been just a few years, so I, I've been self-employed most of my life, but uh, was in the fitness industry with service-based businesses. So we owned uh, private fitness studios, and uh, well, our, our story kind of goes like this. Um, my wife and I weren't supposed to be able to have kids. We were told it was physically impossible for, for 10 years, and uh, being a health and fitness guy, that was uh, strange to accept, but we had all but accepted that, and uh, my wife actually had a, a serious concussion. And through the process of trying to resolve the issues with her concussion, she ended up pregnant. So uh, four years ago, um, we had uh, our first son, Isaac, was born, which was a miracle in and of itself. Wow. And, um, yeah. Yeah. So when Isaac was born, that was really 
that was really, we, we were sort of like to the point where we we're thinking about selling our businesses anyway. But when he was born, our fitness studios weren't in the same city that we lived in and stuff anymore. So the thought of being away from the home as much as I was and involved in those businesses as much as I was, um, didn't hold as much interest anymore. So sort of serendipitous when we think now what's happened in the last uh, 18 months with the pandemic and stuff, like we sold our fitness businesses prior to all of that. Wow. Um, Reminds me a lot of the Rich and Shelley Potter story. They got, they sold a fitness studio right before COVID as well, but how's Isaac now? How's, how's, and, and mom? Yeah, you know, great, actually. Uh, so mom still struggles with some of her concussion symptoms, but uh, Isaac certainly has been uh, a big you know, push forward with that in terms of allowing her to sort of accept some of those limitations that she had and, and they've become less apparent and, and less obvious. So in many respects, he was one of the cures, I guess, that we were, we were Man, looking for. That's incredible. So, you know, there's uh, sometimes I wish this show was like a how families plow through struggles show and you know it's a business sure. program but so everybody has these stories and you know my family included of wow thank god for the timing of this opportunity where i can be home be flexible be a parent when i need to be be a spouse when i need to be without having to answer to another authority that's like nope time to fly to here for four days or hey right. sorry everyone's putting in 70 hours this week buddy at the office you don't have to do that anymore and those stories are just fascinating. Well, congratulations, man, on the successes and be keeping your wife in prayer as well. So many people, have, they're plowing through some kind of chronic illness or struggle, and this is the business that allows them to do life as normal as possible in spite of those struggles. And that just, it's a beautiful thing. Thank you for sharing that transparently. I appreciate that, Cable. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So actually I'll finish with this because there's the, I think the best, the best detail is, is here. So ironically today, as we're doing this interview is my son's uh, orientation for kindergarten. So this was like his first almost official day of school. But as we speak, we're two weeks away from the first birthday of my second son. So not only were we blessed with one miracle, but uh, unexpectedly a second miracle. Um, That's so yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So this wow. whole transition for us was, uh, was amazing. And it, it was largely the, you know, why we started to develop the e-commerce business even because really our, our e-commerce business is now really focused around our beliefs and um, the use of products that actually allowed us to overcome this transition, uh, which was eliminating household chemicals and toxins and stuff. So yeah, all, all of it is tied together as part of our story, but, but that's certainly not the culmination of my Amazon journey, which I'm sure we'll get into here. So, yeah. Well, if you've got a, you know, it's up to you entirely, you know, there's kind of a trade-off in telling the world, Hey, this is what we sell. One is you're getting a lot of attention. That's good. And the other is you're getting a lot of attention. That could be bad, but it's up to you. I mean, if you want to share with the world, Hey, what it is you sell, if it sounds like your own branded product then. Yeah. So because I know this is to benefit many people thinking about the e-commerce journey and specifically the Amazon platform, I mean, I was a health fitness guy, so we we started our journey as a wholesale vendor on Amazon. You know, one of the, the shortcomings I felt in our our fitness studios was always the ability to distribute physical products. You know, like we we didn't have a, a big enough audience to manage inventory and accumulate inventory and have enough buying power to make it worthwhile and stuff. So I was always sure. looking for for strategies as how to we could diversify that. So my Amazon journey actually started as a as a wholesale seller. And, um, you know, as, as I got into that, you know, probably like many Amazon sellers, you start to face competition and thinning margins and supply issues. And, and that did lead us to private labeling, which is actually where I, I got associated with your coaching programs and your products, Jim. So it was uh, some of the guys that uh, helped us kind of put together our initial branding and, and translate that kind of story into a physical product vision. And so now we have some proprietary stuff that we formulated and developed and then some private white label stuff that we do with several manufacturers. So it's been, I won't talk too much about our products and our brand because I don't know that I think that's relevant or, or whatever as much, but I will talk about any element of that in terms of like how it could apply to someone else as far as getting their own business going. So sure. Awesome, Cable. So did you work with our, our Humminbird team then? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. With uh, Nathan and uh, uh, Michael and um, yeah. Uh, Abe, yeah. Very good. Okay. Yeah, so just to fill the listeners in, if this is one of your first episodes, let me just do a little sidetrack for a minute, Cable. We'll get back into your story. But if you jump on YouTube and say, hey, I want to learn how to sell on Amazon, you're going to get inundated with people convincing you that private label is the place to start. 
We disagree with that. We say, right. hey, you got to cut your teeth, dip your toe in the water with some of the low-hanging fruit, easier models where you can put money in the bank quickly without making large risks and the long curve of getting your business up and rolling and everything associated with it. And Cables is kind of spelled out. He went through some of that. When you're ready to jump in a little deeper, take some bigger risks, you know what you're doing. We've got a tremendous team that can jump in and partner up with you. We mentioned Humminbird. I'll stick a link in the show notes. They can help you with branding and trademark and get you some beautiful images and help you make sure you've got a great looking listing, keyword optimization, all that stuff. We're good at it. We just don't charge $5,000 up front and say, hey, anybody can do private label because we don't agree with that. So we like to see our students mature into that. And Cable's one of the students that sounds like you matured into that process because you had some experience. Yeah. Okay, so getting back into your story, fill in anything I left out or, or add to, uh, let's keep it rolling. Yeah. So I, I think actually, it's, I think it's good to accentuate that point. So I still have a, a good friend that um, we, we came from the fitness studio space. They, they still have one of their studios, I believe. But about the same time, we were both curious to try and establish ourselves in something new with this, this e-commerce journey. And um, it, that actually, what you just mentioned really was like the difference. Like, so I was using my old contacts from the fitness space to generate some wholesale products. I think like retail arbitrage and stuff is really great place for people to get started because you typically have more time than you do resources, right? For, for me, it was like, that was just too frustrating. I, I couldn't be bothered. But I think, you know, if you don't have a, a viable contact base to, to pursue wholesale or something of that nature, like everybody should start with something like retail arbitrage. So while I was doing that, my friend had another friend that was established on Amazon and was jumping right into that private label route. And I remember being almost a bit envious because of what he was going through, the product development, it sounded so cool and their packaging and everything was really great. And you could see like the math, the math looks really appealing when you start to look at your first private label product, but you don't yet realize like all the hurdles and stuff that you're going to face, right? And, and how that plays out. But I remember fast forward six months, and it was like completely the story was flipped. Like he was like envious of what I was doing because yes, he was selling his units, but he was making no money. Meanwhile, I had this very sustainable, low risk opportunity that was not massively profitable, but I could count on it month over month after month. It gave us the platform to, to move to where we are now with trying to grow our brand as kind of our primary primary function. So does your friend still have more inventory than he knows what to do with by any chance? <laughs> In fact, I think he still has a bunch of inventory sitting in a locker somewhere and has forgotten all about it and left e-commerce altogether. So it was like, yeah, yeah. It's so frustrating. And I get bolder and bolder If in my message. If I had the opportunity to stand up in front of 10,000 people who are saying, I want to start an Amazon business, you've got 15 seconds to say something. Do not start with private label. Start with arbitrage strategies and grow into it. Time's up. Yeah. Like, because so many people are out there spending thousands or tens of thousands filling their garage, filling lockers with product that's never going to sell, waiting six months for it to get here from China. When they finally do, they're like excited, but then it just doesn't sell. They're selling it for a loss. It's just tragic. Yeah. But the core sellers and the gurus keep pounding on that message because it's an easier way to get a lot of money up front from people starting the business. So thank you for kind of being a little mini advertisement for the way we do things around here. <laughs> You've grown into private label very organically. That's the way it should be done. And we'll keep pounding on that message till more, more and more people are finally finding us. But okay. So I'm going to get into specifics on your story. Sure. Okay. So tell us as much as you can about the product. Give us a little hint and we can decide later. Maybe, you know, you and I can talk after we record, do we want to put a link to this or not and give people more information? I'm fine doing it if you are, but we can make that decision later. Yeah. But if not, tell us as much as you can. What is it? How'd you find it? How'd you get into it? Sounds like you use some of your connections. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll preface this by saying I'm in a niche that probably nobody should be in. And I think this is part of the entrepreneurial journey is that you, you continue to make mistakes and as you evolve as an entrepreneur, you know, like I, I have done some business coaching back in the fitness realm, you know, and it's like you you try to impart that wisdom on your colleagues and students in a way that allows them to, to not make the same mistakes that you have. So my preface is, is that I'm in a niche that probably nobody should be in. You know, we sell health and personal care products. I mean, as I alluded to with our brand, 
you know, we, we create products that our family needed, right? So we, our brand come from a place not of opportunity on the Amazon marketplace, but something that we're actually passionate about, care about, and that our family needed. That can be good or bad, right? And I think it's, uh, it's one thing that we're very passionate about, the jersey and the uniform that we wear and, and, and what we're trying to promote and the message behind it. Um, if you, you know, a Simon Sinek book comes to mind, you know, start with why. So it's like, if that's your philosophy, then, then this makes sense. But if you're looking at where can I grow a profitable business in the fastest profit center possible, I don't think we did it right. <laughs> so with that being said, you know, we sell organic and natural chemical free, you know, personal care and beauty products. And we started with things that we formulated ourselves that we knew that we had a, a unique advantage on simply because the knowledge that we've gained and, and what we were looking for specifically for our family. So we fulfilled that need and, you know, and started to grow those listings organically, knowing what our, our competitive message was going to be with that particular product and then trying to branch out from there. So Right or wrong. I don't know if it's a mistake or right or wrong. I think everybody has a different opinion. You know, do you go wide or do you go deep? You know, my philosophy has been to try to go a bit wider from a skew base and then weed out the non-starters and the failures quickly and then focus on the ones that, that really work. And um, though that maybe sounds good as I say it, I mean, there's certainly problems that arise with that in terms of this inventory base and stuff that we're trying to support from a broader array of SKUs. So in a nutshell, like, I don't know. I, hopefully that's helpful. That feels like it's a little bit all over the place, but that's kind of a bit of like where our private label brand came from and what our philo core philosophy is and trying how we're trying to grow that brand at a, a technical level, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, let me just make a couple observations because yeah. I'm putting myself in the shoes of someone who maybe this is one of the first few episodes and I'm thinking, oh, I want to start an Amazon business. And I'm thinking, oh, that means private label. And initially the big niche markets that a lot of people fall into are you know, the supplements. Right. Like, hey, I could get my own white label version of uh, right. you know, a vitamin. Like, oh, that's how easy is that? Or, you know, a coffee or a, you know, consumable stuff people are going to use over and over again, a cosmetic. And what I'm hearing is, man, that, that's just, it's not a low hanging fruit opportunity. It's not like you put some money in and off to the races you go. And you're yeah. talking about some of the day to day struggles that questions people don't even know to ask. Yeah. If they're getting into some of these arenas, which again is why we say start small, grow organically into these, don't take big risks. And, you know, should we have 50 products or should we really go deep on one or two or three products? Those kind of decisions, like those are a big deal because those other distracting products that go nowhere, you've put time, effort, and energy packaging and production and orders. And exactly. That sucks up a lot of your time. So learning to be methodical in your decision making, learning when it's time to move on. And uh, I, I like you got into the, even the little bit of that internal debate. I love that internal debate that you run into. So many people are told, start with something you're passionate about. Me personally, I think that's some of the most horrible business advice you can ever give somebody. I think it's tragic advice, actually. It sounds good on paper, but the reality of it is, if it's something you're passionate about, you better find a whole lot of the people who are passionate about it very quickly. You're not going anywhere. So why not start with finding something other people are wanting and passionate about and put your own passions aside until yeah. you need them to tackle serving others, right? And there's a lot in there. Rewind it. If you just heard me say that, there's a lot of intentionality in the way I just said what I said, but you're kind of feeling the weight of that. Like, Hey, we needed this. So we got into it, but in retrospect, might've been a little better had we said, okay, what's the market want? Let's focus on that. Get what we need for our family, of course, as a, as a separate project, possibly. But you know, talk us through that. What comes to mind as I say those things? Yeah. So actually, to touch on a couple of things. So number one, you mentioned the supplement industry, which is something I'm extremely educated in and experienced in through through years and stuff in that industry. And you're right, like that's a that's a natural thing that people gravitate to. And I can say that where my wholesale business started there today. You know, where I used to, to represent like 10 or 12 different brands and, and wholesale their products, I'm down to having relationships with two and only one of them would be sports supplement focused, right? And it's like, it's only my relationship with them that even keeps that going at this point because it is so problematic from a regulatory standpoint and all of these things. So it's like anybody that's, especially on a private label side, you're right. You see the ads all the time, but if I could discourage anybody from one niche or one product line in particular, that's it. Like don't get into sports supplements, especially as your first product for us now moving forward, you know, like, and I will say too, actually, I think that start with something you're passionate about is a lot more relevant advice in the service arena. 
because uh, I agree with you on the, on the product side of things here, especially like you, you go from a service business where your margins are high and your potential profit on, on a per sale basis is super high that you can afford high acquisition, right? And you can afford to, to provide a level of service and impact and stuff. But on a products business where we're talking about, you know, pennies and dollars only on a per sale basis, it's like, you're right, you got to have the volume. So forget what it is that matters most to you and think about what matters most to them. What really is amazing when those two things happen to come together, like that's where true magic happens. But I would say the wisdom of what's been acquired so far with what we've done is I don't have any fear or angst today about deciding tomorrow that, hey, this is where we started, but we're going to like shelf our brand or put it on autopilot because I now understand the real opportunity of not being so emotionally connected to this, right? And, And just looking at the raw data and going, hey, you know what, like, this is something I've identified that could be an opportunity and competitive. And because of the relationships and connections from our brand experience, I know I can have that produced or manufactured. It's like that would get all my attention tomorrow if that arises. Yeah. Passionately right? pursue the data. How about that? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I'll pursue my passions all day. If it's data-driven decision-making that shows I can serve a niche. Yeah. Right? And thanks to the contacts and connections you've made. Again, this theme comes up so much. People think, oh, it's an online business. Relationships don't matter. No, nothing could be further from the truth. Matt, relationships, I would say, are even more vital because you're going to have to work harder to establish relationships with people over Zoom and who live on the other side of the world. It's harder than establishing a relationship with your next door neighbor. You know, the old rules of business, you set up shop, open up a restaurant, you got to kind of make friends and get people in the community into into your store. Well, now you're talking about a global like it takes more work. You're going to be on the phone more. You're going to be traveling a little more possibly if you're really going to establish a brand that matters. Yeah. So uh, so many good lessons in here and I'm going to try my best not to go off on tangents because I got these <laughs> little things bouncing in my head. I want to hear your story, not my thoughts on your story. If we can, if we can pull it off, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> let's talk about your numbers. How's it going? How's business? You know, talk us through some lessons. Yeah, a decent so far. I mean, we're, you know, we average about forty to fifty thousand dollars a month. That's at the level we're at now. I'm finding this to be a tough level to break. Like it's been pretty good growth up until this point. Now, to, to kind of maybe put that in perspective, like what's maybe different about me than many of your guests is at this point, I operate almost exclusively on, on .ca as opposed to .com. So we're a much smaller marketplace and some different, certainly some different nuances than .com. So I think if we were in the US and we were able to really establish on .com, it would be much easier to scale from where we are now to, to much, much bigger numbers. But we're pretty happy with the result that we've had because the brands, we've only been focused on our brand now for a little more than a year. So to go from zero to there, I think has been a, a pretty good first year. We have pretty big, you know, we want to be over the seven figure mark with just brand sales for 2022, which at this point I think is uh, a realistic, but not going to be easy goal. So that's going well. Probably like many, you know, it's just the constant struggle of uh, balancing uh, growth and profits too, right? And it's like, I think um, what I'm really learning with Amazon, and I'd love for you to tell me I'm wrong and then maybe give me the answer to this, but I, I find that it's uh, much like anything in life, it's a bit of a two steps forward, uh, one step back, you know, and we go through quarters where we have to invest heavily in greater traffic and expanding our our uh, keyword, like our organic rankings on, on different keywords. And it's like, it, it's expensive to do that, right? So your profits get pretty thin as you establish and try to achieve velocity. And then you try to cut back enough to maintain placement and maintain that velocity and hopefully squeeze out some extra margin. So, but it seems like this is just part of the cycle that we're starting to go through now, right? So... Yeah. Well, since you're kind of throwing me a question here, which I love when our guests do that, because then I actually feel like I should be talking and not just, <laughs> I'm not just interrupting a great story. No, but your question, let me rephrase it, make sure I heard you correctly, but you're at the $40,000, $50,000 a month rate. And that's, that's generating some, some decent income for you. And you're, so you're struggling, like, do we pour that back in and try to get to the next level? How should we be spending that money? And it feels like we take a couple steps forward and one step back. You said, because we're doing a lot of those types of things, maybe the shortest version of what I just heard you say is, you know, what would be the best bang for the buck on expanding this bigger if we're going to put some money back into it, right? Did How'd I do? Because I can tackle that question if you'd like with some brainstorming that may serve the audience well and you as well as from what I've heard and seen is, is that fair enough? 
yeah, selfishly, I'd rather, uh, I'd rather learn than talk about myself all day. So if we can help <laughs> right, me and well, help other people, man, that sounds like a really big win. From what I've seen, and and again, you know, I'm going to have to uh, set up a foundation before I build on it here because I want to bring along everyone for the ride on what we're doing here. If it was just you and I on a coaching call, I, I wouldn't do this. But there's a lot of listeners who are going to hear this and be thinking, wow, this is kind of over my head. Well, no, it's not. Come along for the ride. We start you off with very basic stuff. We teach you how to turn $5 bills into $20 bills off local store shelves and online and that sort of thing. And you graduate up into wholesale. We've got some great new wholesale training coming. It's going to blow your minds, everyone. So you kind of get up and you're to the point where you're confident in the basics. You know how to find a winner from a loser. You're capable, which is a very important step you take. And this is a, this is a big deal for some people. Some people, it happens naturally, but the step you take next is you become emotionally unattached to the products you're selling. That's huge. Because if you're emotionally attached, you make bad decisions. It's not your children. These are dollars floating in and out of your bank account. No emotional attachment whatsoever to your products. And once you're at that level where you can make data-driven decisions, you're ready for this message where, what I'm about to say, had we just been talking at coaching call, and the most valuable asset you will have, Cable, in your business ever. Do you know what I'm about to say next? The most valuable asset you'll ever have? Have you ever heard me talk about this before? No. Do you want to take a shot at what it is? Maybe the listeners could pause too and see if they know what I'm about to say. What's the most valuable asset you could have in e-commerce? Oh, it's always going to be the data. Data fuels your decision-making, but that's not the asset. Okay. The asset is an audience of people who can't wait to hear from you. Right, right. That's the most valuable asset you will ever have. It beats cash in the bank, man, almost True. to me. you know, I'd rather have that. So if you've got an audience of people who can't wait to hear from you, which Amazon, by the way, does a decent job of preventing from happening, but they don't kill it entirely because you can get away with building a relationship with those people, a registration card, those kind of things, brand registry. I'm not going to dive. It allows you to do some of that. I'm not going to dive into those weeds, but you can put your website on your on your product and Amazon's okay with that if it's a, if it's a registered product. But over time, what you want to be doing is establishing a community of people who want to hear from you on the topics. So now you're a provider, not just of great products, but of information and education content, right? That asset is invaluable. And I'll tell you a very specific story about this. For those who are familiar with Mike Brown, Death Wish Coffee story, one of the biggest success stories to ever come from our community, the number at any given time, he's one of the top 10 grocery items on Amazon, not top 10 coffees, top 10 grocery items on Amazon. And at the point where his business really took off, it's a great story. You can go back in time and listen. He's been on the show a few times. It's pretty amazing from his mom's garage to tens of millions of dollars of, uh, you know, it's probably a hundred million dollar company at this point. I don't know. I'm guessing totally. I've never heard the number, but one of the phone calls I got from him at one point after I encouraged him to send an email to his list, he sent an email for the first time. He started growing his list, finally had an email list and sent an email blast out. He had a bigger week that week than he did when he was on the Super Bowl, literally won a Super Bowl ad, huge exposure for his website. He right. had a Shopify site. It didn't break. It stayed up and he did a huge week of business on the heels of the Super Bowl ad being played and replayed, right? Jump three, four months later after the Super Bowl, he hit his email list and blew away the sales results right. of a Super Bowl ad. Multi-million dollar Super Bowl. He didn't pay for it, by the way. We helped him win that in a social media contest. Our community got behind him. Great story. Yeah, I think you, you can still go to pickmikebrown.com, P-I-C-K, mikebrown.com, and see some of the story there if you're interested. But the lesson for you, Cable, is, man, you got to grow an audience. At some point, it needs to be, your products need to be on Shopify. They need to be on somewhere besides Amazon, and you've got to start growing an audience. Even if it's some organic, you know, Facebook contests, Facebook group, that sort of thing. Are you doing any social media efforts to grow your audience? Hey, Business Building Warrior, sorry for the quick interruption. Just wanted to make sure and remind you about our tremendous sponsor, Payoneer.com. If you need funding, up to $750,000, flexible repayment terms, no credit check. They love Amazon and Walmart sellers. They want to help you grow. Payoneer.com slash funding for 10% off the fees. Be sure to tell them we sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. At some point, your products need to be on Shopify. They need to be on somewhere besides Amazon, and you've got to start growing an audience. Even if it's some organic you know, Facebook contests, 
Facebook group, that sort of thing? Are you doing any social media efforts to grow your audience? Yeah, it's, it's funny that we're talking about this actually, because this is like, this is exactly what we're doing right now. So we're just actually working, we're working with another group with us so we can, by, I, you know, we always, yes, when, when you're at these transitional stages, right? You wear many hats when you're at these transitional entrepreneurial stages. So we're actually working with um, some other people right now to, to develop this offline entity. And, and that's exactly what we're doing. So this whole fall is a series of small product giveaways, you know, anniversary giveaways, these types mm-hmm. of things that that's, that's all it is. That's all it is, is for us to uh, build and establish our email list because it's, it's a bit too small and then uh, figuring out how we can utilize that better through uh, Amazon attribution and stuff. So what's interesting that we're finding, you know, because I'm completely new to e-commerce, right? So probably anybody that's been in e-commerce is like, duh. But for me, this is still, this is still new and fascinating is just how much more difficult it is to get somebody to purchase through our Shopify store than it is to get somebody to purchase off Amazon because of the trust, authority, and weight that Amazon carries when they bring people in and, and that intent that the buyer has when they're surfing through the marketplace. It's really fascinating stuff, I think. So Yeah, it's hard to establish that trust. Yeah. And, and one of the things you can do is you can kind of have the best of both worlds is you'll, you'll give up some of your margin doing this, but you can drive that email traffic to Amazon. Yes. And that, if you do it in a way that produces an organic result for Amazon, they, suddenly you find yourself getting boosted in the ranks as well. Yes. You know, rather than sending them to a link straight to your product, say, hey guys, go to Amazon and put in this search phrase. You may have to scroll. We're somewhere between number six and number 14 on the page, but buy the product and you know, and let us know what you think. That sort of thing where you're kind of pushing people to organically discover your product, that'll really boost the algorithm for the keywords that they used when they performed the search. And that's another one of those phrases where some people are going to go, what did he just say that went over my head? Rewind it, listen to it three or four times. It makes sense if you, <laughs> if you hear it in the order that I said it. Uh, I can speak kind of quick sometimes, but that's a great way. It, rather than sending a link straight to your product, Amazon doesn't necessarily reward that with as much rank love right. Right. as they would if people organically discover using whatever hot keywords you, you tell them to use. But you know what, what we're talking about this, like, I think like for, for people that are looking at an Amazon business or getting into the e-commerce space, like, like when you do anything new, it, it's intimidating. Right. And, and just getting through the first like 30, 90, 180 days, first year is really hard because you're going to have all this self doubt and fear and, and this intimidation that comes along with learning anything new. But what I think is so amazing about the platform and the opportunity that exists on Amazon is like what we're talking about now is is like absolutely key, right? And, and this is the transition that we're making because we're at that that stage now where we, we've reached a, a sales level that it's getting quite expensive to keep driving that forward quickly with PPC and, and on Amazon tools. So it's like now we're looking, okay, well, how do we just let that go and try to maintain our organic velocity so that we can invest fully in exactly what we're talking about, you know, that, that off Amazon traffic that doesn't necessarily have a discernible ROI today, but for the purpose of, of acquiring that audience that once it's within our control, it becomes the cheapest database ever. And I understand and know that very well from my service businesses, but it's been to relearn that lesson here. So I think what's really cool for new sellers is, is like, if that does sound intimidating and scary and stuff, well, the reality is, is even for me, it still kind of is, even though I did that in my, my fitness businesses. But the cool thing is, is that we've been able to get this far almost exclusively with the tools that are presented right there for you on, on Amazon. And, and man, anybody can learn the basics of those tools in just a couple of hours. Right. That's so right. It, uh, yeah. yeah. Our philosophy around here is let's get you some early wins. Yeah. You know, let's get you putting money in the bank, convinced this is legitimate confidence rolling in the right direction. Then you'll hit those marks like where, where you're at. It's like, I got to put in another $10,000 to make an extra two. Like, man, is there a better way? Yeah. And this is the better way. You come to that conclusion. I'm going to need an audience. Eventually all roads lead to that shiny city on a hill called build your own audience or have control of an audience, right? Have you know, partner up with somebody who has an audience, that's just as good. Going back to the Mike Brown story, I mean, that's exactly how he rocketed to success was he didn't have a list of people who wanted to buy coffee from him when he started, but he knew who the coffee influencers were and he started working with them. He sent them these amazing gift baskets and said, Hey, if you like it, let me know what you think. I'm not asking for anything in return. And they started telling their audiences about it because it was great stuff. 
made friends, built relationships. Pretty soon those funnels are, are, are sorry, those uh, circles are overlapping and, and he's, his audience is growing. And it, it's a, that's the internet marketing game from my vantage point is having a lot of people that know, like, and trust you and working with other people who have audiences that they know, know, like, and trust them and finding ways to work together in mutually beneficial ways. That synergy then, the three-way win, I haven't talked about it in quite some time, but that's what I've done for 20 years is create three-way wins. That's the magic, three-way wins over and over again. Find someone who has an audience, work with them. Now, the beauty of Amazon is you can cut your teeth and build. I mean, we've got people with three, five, seven million dollar businesses, and they're just selling products to strangers, and that's great. But at some point, the game involves having people who will listen when you speak, either in your own audience or an audience that you're a part of as a leader. So that's the next step for you. And if we were going to have four or five coaching sessions, we'd spend a lot of time on that topic. It's a topic I'm very passionate about and, and happy to help you out as well, Cable, on that journey, part of your journey. So let me know how it goes as it's going along. And for sure. I can, I can point you in the right direction. I've been seeing, I've been doing this a while, man. Just to know. What else uh, from your story? What else can we learn? I, I wouldn't mind hearing some margin either. We've thrown the 40 to 50,000. Like, you know, what are the margins on a private label product these days in the health niche? Yeah. So for us, I mean, it really varies. I mean, probably the same as everybody, but I mean, we average, you know, we average 20% is, is kind of where we end up after all being said and done. You know, if we're, you know, for much less than that, because like I said, my philosophy to this point was, you know, once I got through the things that I really knew well, and that we could develop ourselves to be somewhat proprietary and, and fill a gap that was there, it was like, okay, well, how can we expand our offering quickly with some, you know, white label products from a few different manufacturers. So, you know, those ones are always a little bit trickier, right? Because when you're dealing with the middleman that's done the work to produce, and then you're sort of tilling into their production, of course, they got to make money and stuff too. Uh, so the margins become a little bit trickier. So for us, that's kind of what we look for. Like, we won't support a product for very long if we can't achieve that that net 20%. You know, and certainly with some of like our, our proprietary products, like our first product that we launched, you know, does much better than that. Like it's our it's our bread and butter. So that's kind of um, what we were looking for and, and see that as kind of the scalable opportunity. And I always look at this in like in, in terms of like this is this is supporting everything. Like so not only just producing the product and shipping it to Amazon, but like anything that we do behind the scenes, like advertising, marketing or warehousing costs you know, anybody that we work with and stuff, like I just look at it from a holistic standpoint. I know some people can get pretty hung up on, uh, well, if I put it on Amazon and list it for this and after their fees and stuff, I make this, we don't operate that way. So it's, you got to kind of consider the whole game. Otherwise it's pretty hard to have any longevity, I think. So. Yeah. yeah. Knowing your numbers is vital. So are you doing any FBM merchant fulfill yourself or you're sending no. it to FBA? We don't do any FBM primarily because uh, Canada, much different than the US, like shipping is atrocious here. Like, you know, it's atrocious everywhere, but Canada is a whole different animal from the US in that respect. And that FBM is extremely difficult. So to do uh, on Amazon FBM with their fees, I don't know how anybody could do it and, and be profitable. Like, I guess if you had something that was 15 or 20x, like a, a physical product you were producing in China, perhaps. Uh, but yeah, in our niche, I, I don't see how that's possible. On top of that, our products are a bit heavier than some of the classic stuff that people would pursue. So that's another reason not to be in this niche because that also is challenging that way. So, so it's all FBA. You know, just yeah. so for the listener's sake, you know, you guys don't have, sounds to me, you don't have like a, a big warehouse somewhere. I mean, stuff moves through pretty quick. You're not storing it yourself and waiting for it to sell. You're using Amazon as your warehouse. Yeah, correct. We maintain a, a small warehousing space only mainly because of the impact of the pandemic. So I don't think the U.S. was impacted the way here was either. But we went through a thing last year, which is also why we're actually we're not further ahead. But uh, Amazon here decided overnight to reduce uh, inventory allotments by 60%. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, we found ourselves in a situation where, thankfully, we were stocked to almost the max. But then it becomes like a logistical management nightmare, right? As your fast SKUs begin to sell through and your slow SKUs are sitting there, especially when your philosophies go wide and not necessarily deep. It created some challenges for us that definitely set us back probably six months on our journey. So we do have a small warehousing space uh, as a means to adapt from that. Like, uh, the other thing about being in, in this health space now is everybody's starting to see now, right? Supply chain issues and uh, ingredient costs and stuff are anybody's guess from month to month right now. So, you know, we took the stance of, 
you know, being very invested in, in knowing where our, our future is going. So we've, you know, we've allocated and acquired a number of ingredients and packaging and things like that. So we can, we can have some time to see how all of this plays out, which I think is going to be the next hurdle for a lot of sellers for sure. So. And it just, it just occurs to me as I'm listening to you talk through all the different moving parts of this business you've built, just business building entrepreneurs truly are the unsung heroes of modern culture. I mean, just the stuff that we, all people see on the outside is like, you made how much money last year? Well, I only made right. this much working for the man. Like you do not understand the risks, the blood, sweat, tears, sleepless nights. Like I just pulled the trigger and I don't know if it's going to make me $150,000 the next three months or if I just lost 30 grand. I have no idea. And time will tell. Creating jobs as we go, helping happy customers, you know, with our products. People just have no idea until you step into that world, which again, was why it's important to start small. But I mean, if there's anything I can do to help you on your journey, I'm talking privately after this is over. If you run into some decision points, you want to bounce it off of some other people, get some ideas. That's what this community is all about. Have you made some connections in the community outside of our coaching team? You got anyone else kind of um, that you bounce things off of any mastermind or anything like that? Yeah, not so much on uh, a regular basis, but um, periodically when the need arises, yes. And um, I will, you know, this is like the shameless unsolicited plug, really. I mean, be, having been self-employed and been an entrepreneur most of my life, having done some entrepreneurial coaching in the, the fitness realm, it's like I'm, I've always been somebody that understands and sees the value of, of coaching and being part of the coaching-like type communities. And uh you know, your, your coaching program was not the first one I tried, you know, and I, I wasted a lot of money. I wasted a lot of money on a, a lot of other coaching programs. And I, I loved you guys and still love the community. And this is why I do stay connected and, and why I do have those periodic engagements with a number of members from your community is that it was never, it wasn't the same. It just wasn't a hard pressure pitch. It wasn't uh you know, massive amounts of money up front. And it was the, Hey, you know what? Like just, start small and approach this in a way that's comfortable for you to get your feet wet. And, it, and the underlying tone for me in that was just make sure you get through the intimidation and survive. Because if you do on the other side is something great. So yeah, that's my shameless plug, Jim. Like uh, I'm not as engaged as I should be. So this is, it's good that we can connect this way because it's a reminder that I should be, but yeah, the community has been in really wonderful and in maybe many ways, largely responsible why we are still in this business uh, because it was, it was a sincere and genuine community after previous experiences that were not so much. So. Yeah. Well, Hey, I, I, I certainly appreciate that. And for some perspective, yeah, we've been doing this about 17 years coaching e-commerce and I look around sometimes and just shake my head at, at some of the shiny object coaching programs that right. pop up. And I tell you, I can tell you, I can almost circle a date on my calendar. Like They'll be gone by this date. Here's what's going to take them out. And it's not that I'm all wise. I've just seen it 50 times in a row. I mean, if you flip a coin 50 times and it comes up heads every time, it's a two-headed coin, right? Like that's not prophesying. That's just, I've seen it before. And those coaching programs that pop up that way, charging way too much money, way over promising. And it's all about one person in the middle. Those kind of like, oh, they just, they crash and burn. And what I love about our coaching program is I was the smartest guy on our coaching team for a total of about three months and when it was just me. And then that stopped being true. <laughs> and, and now it's dozens and dozens of us. And and I'm by far, I'm far from being the smartest guy on pretty much any topic. There's a handful of them where I, I can hold my own, but this team is just incredible. And the businesses that have been built and uh, the teacher's heart that comes through from all of our coach that all of our coaches, it's just successful students. So at some point you may be one of our coaches, Cable, who knows? Cool. You know, just oh, that, teach yeah, and, like spending time with people, you know, that's it. Yeah. But wow, this is great. So I love that. That was a great shameless plug. We'll probably turn that into a little sound bite or something. We're going to start <laughs> doing more of that. But so what else do you want to share with the listeners today? Anything, you know, just speak from the heart or maybe there's a lesson, a hard lesson you learned along the way, or just anything else. I mean, you've already provided some great valuable content. It probably just feels like, ah, it's just my story, but there's some really, really great nuggets that we've already shared. I think it's going to really help some folks, but anything else come to mind? Yeah, not not totally. I mean, I guess uh, you know, you know, I guess if we were if we were looking for a place to kind of begin to wrap up and wind down, it's like if I was, uh, you know, speaking to myself four years ago, it would just be you know, like just you know, try to set realistic goals and set an audacious goal, and but look in the mirror, you know, and and keep keep grounded in the why, you know, why why is it important to you? Why is this important for you to succeed? 
And probably everybody comes from a different place, but I think for for more people, especially in the world that we live in today, it's really just about trying to have a means to support your family in a safe, sustainable way that gives you the control of your life, right? And it's like, uh, I think the greatest thing about this business and just even really the world that we live in now is like, information is so accessible to us that if you're willing to invest the time in yourself, like like truly any anybody can do this. You know, we haven't done anything that I think is really all that magical yet, but I know what we're now capable of. Right. And it's like, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting to look back. So I would just encourage people to try to keep self doubt at bay and, and, you know, set some small goals and just every 30 days, just try to take a small step forward, be 1% better. So. Oh, that's good. Have you read the compound effect? Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. Book. Great. Yeah. yeah. That those tiny little incremental steps in the right direction can take you to some incredible places. And, and that's certainly a theme in our community. We encourage people that all the time. That doesn't mean you're not going to take any steps backwards. You kind of got to look at it about a month at a time, like you said. And like, did I move the ball forward this month overall in general? And in what ways do I need to try to move the ball forward next month? What little ways? And and all, you're always going to be learning. The world has passed by people who think, I'm done learning. I'm out of school. Like, nope. <laughs> Right. Actually, you're going to be unlearning a whole lot of stuff right. about how the world actually works if you're going to succeed if you went through most public school systems. And I'm actually writing a book on that topic. I got to get to that. It's going to be a fun, probably pretty controversial, but very fun book for <laughs> me to put together. All the things I had to unlearn from my public education. I had some great teachers, but there were some very bad lessons drilled into my head through the experience and all of us, I think. But well, Cable, it's been uh, really cool hanging out with you, man. And I have a feeling that the two of us could just sit and talk and, and create some interesting strategies. I think you've got some great coaches as well on the team that are pushing you forward as well. So it sounds like we're going to be hearing from you some more. And uh, I'm excited to see where your story goes next and to where your Amazon sales right now are just a fraction of, of what you've built. Because it sounds like you've got some pretty passionate users. Have you identified, let me, before we wrap it up, have you identified some of your most passionate users by any chance? Like people who seem to order over and over. Do you know how some of those folks are? You have a handful of them? Yeah. I mean, I'm actually not so good at understanding that end of Amazon yet, but uh, just the slow growth that we're seeing off Amazon as we begin to develop our audience and work with those people. Yes. And um, uh, really our, our, our big goal, maybe this is a, a good place for us and where, where are we going with our brand you know, the big goal for us is to be quite healthy off Amazon and and really influencing people's lifestyle and, and how they associate and think about their health, wellness and the products that they use. So for us, it's like the subscription box, which re- really requires that mm-hmm. great relationship with the customer to identify and, and understand uh, those things. So actually, just in the last 90 days, we've been really setting up our subscribe and save and stuff on Amazon and um, a bit shocked actually at how quick that adoption is coming because we weren't necessarily certain that um, that was going to work great with our products. And uh, it's been actually pretty mind blowing. So we're, we're really deep down that path right now of understanding you know, better our, our customer because before we were just focused, like you said, we were just really focused on selling on straight, to strangers and pretty content with that. But it's been, it's really neat to see what's happening right now. Yeah, sure. the lifetime value of a, of a enthused user of your product is just incredible compared to what you guys are seeing now. Hey, you guys are actually a perfect case study. I know we're trying to wrap this episode up, but it just popped into my head. You get, you're a perfect case study of, I was asked, I've mentioned this on a handful of episodes in the past, but I was once asked by a senior VP at Amazon. It's like, hey, he knows I represent a large community of people who sell on the platform and a large number of people listen to us and trust our messaging. So his question to me was, hey, what would you change? You know, speaking as a third-party seller, someone who represents a lot of third-party sellers, what would you change at Amazon? And the short version of what I shared with him, that he liked my answer. He said, I've never heard that before. But I said, you've got to allow relationships to be established between buyer and seller because there's sellers out there who know so much more about the product they're selling and they've got passionate yeah. customers buying the product, but they're not allowed to connect. And if you allow them to connect, more transactions will happen. More creative transactions will happen. You'll make more money. I even said, you'll probably kick Facebook's butt because friendships and relationships that start with the initiation of a transaction are very powerful relationships. The example I always use is the model train geek selling model train parts to the model train geeks around the world. Like those people like hanging out together. And you're basically saying, no, you guys are not allowed to ever meet or talk to each other. Like 
you're just destroying relationships, therefore destroying transactions that could be happening. And I said, guys like you, Cable, would be willing to pay a few dollars to say, hey, you know what? Let me interact with these guys. Let me build my mailing list. I'll pay you for it, Amazon. I'll put more money in the bank. We'll drive the transactions through your platform if you'll let us keep a reasonable fee in there. Hey, there's more money for everybody. And so you're a perfect case study. But until Amazon wakes up and allows those kinds of things to happen, you got to do what you got to do, man, to get your audience rocking without violating their policies, obviously. And we can help you navigate that territory. Different conversation for a different day. For sure. But uh, man, it's been, it's been really good hanging out with you. And what's your wife's name? Wendy. Wendy, Wendy and Cable. Yeah, God bless that beautiful family, man. Thank you. It's just awesome. I love it. Been great hanging out with you. So let me talk to the listeners for just a minute and start to wrap this one up. Thank you for sharing some of your most valuable asset with us today, your time. I know I appreciate it. Cable's nodding his head too. If you're listening, man, he appreciates it too. And so this is kind of a mini coaching session and a little off topic from what we normally do, perhaps because it wasn't so much for the new seller. We talked a lot about private label, which is a more advanced topic in our community, but hopefully it shows you what can lie ahead. And it's very intentional the way we do things around here. If you start to sell some products, some random widgets to strangers, pretty soon you get into wholesale, pretty soon you can have your own private label product, growing an audience around that product. There's a nice path there for you. And there's a lot of people who are going well down that road with the stuff we teach around here. We mentioned some of the services, our coaching team, of course, we're here to help call us, text us anytime. If you're more comfortable just seeing us a text, especially in North America, Canada, US, we'll get back to you real quick via text or just um, jump over to jimcockramcoaching.com. Talk to the team. We're here. Business days. We'd love to chat with you. So thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us today. One last little favor. If you could send your friends to silentgym.com and tell them about this podcast, that is our marketing right there. That's it. We don't spend any money on it. We just ask you to spread the word. And you guys are doing a phenomenal job, by the way. We keep showing up top five, top 10, top 20 around the world. Showing up, uh, I think for the first time last, was it Panama? I think we were in the top 10 for the first time ever, something like that. Just beautiful for entrepreneur business shows. We really appreciate that. So Cable, hey, once again, buddy, thank you for your time. And to the listeners, thank you for hanging out with us. We'll have another episode like this one again for you guys real soon. Talk to you then. Hey, before I go, one last reminder, Payoneer.com, a tremendous sponsor of this show. You can get 10% off your first fees by going to Payoneer.com slash funding. Tell them you came from our program. They're going to take good care of you. Up to $750,000 for Amazon and Walmart sellers. Hey, if you're needing some funding with some good flexible payback terms with no credit check, you're going to love these guys. Go check them out. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentGym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.